This episode of the Major Issues Podcast is brought to you by ComicBookClick.com. That's it, people. ComicBookClick.com is the one stop for all things Comic Book Click, our merchandise, our articles, and every single episode of the Major Issues Podcast. Visit ComicBookClick.com and remember, you, yes, you are worthy. Hello, everybody out there in comic book land. My name is George Serrano, a.k.a. The Don. And if you're listening to this, you can only be here for one reason. And that's a brand new episode of the Major Issues Podcast brought to you by ComicBookClick.com. And as always, I am never alone. Ma'am, can you please introduce yourself? Hello, my name is Tasman and I am the aspiring Kryptonian. The aspiring Kryptonian is here. Tasman, full transparency, I've been dying to get you on the cast. (laughs) Um, I've been seeing your stuff all over, especially, I guess, most recently, you have been highlighted in various forms on DC Fandom. How was that? That was amazing. Um, I've been, well, as people, well, people that know me may know, I've been a fan of DC Comics for a long, long, long time. Um, so it's nice to get some, well, it's nice to have some sort of appreciation back. So it's, it's always nice to get noticed by a company that you know and love. Yes, yes. And it was a pretty cool event like it was the first of its kind it was cool to see them giving back to cosplayers and other content creators that care about the brand i think that's sometimes that's what sets it apart from other companies yeah. but um with everything going on here i gotta ask um how are you holding up with with everything with covid with the lockdown has it af- affected your ability to um well if for those who don't know it, the aspiring Kryptonian is one of the four running Superman collectors in this entire world. I think you're only a few items away from the world record. Am I not correct? Yeah. Uh, well, I, well, it depends how you kind of look. Some at items. <laughs> I think there's about 200 items that I'm missing. Um, right. The figure, but it depends whether I've heard that they don't count comics. So if they don't, if they count comics, then I'm above and beyond that. Um, and if they wow. don't, then I've got a few a few more items to get. So with the, with everything being locked down the way that it has, has it has that made getting items harder? Um, no, I probably actually bought more items than I <laughs> out of pure boredom, and I've had a bit more time to sort of go through all my collection and figure out the stuff that I need and comics that I'm missing and things like that. But yeah, if if anything, it's it's made it worse <laughs> in a good way, but <laughs> so um, giving me a bit more time to do some stuff that I wouldn't normally do, sort of on YouTube and stuff like that. Right. When you're sitting at home, you know the most of the world is on lockdown with this crazy pandemic that's going on. Um, how long was it that you were looking at those long boxes before you're like, you know what, I'm going to start busting some of these open? What the comic boxes do you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was probably a few weeks in. So, well, I'm I'm assuming you're talking about the reading order. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, I've, I've always wanted to read all of the Superman comics, and because I've got so many comics, but I've got so many gaps in my collections, it's hard to sort of read through a whole series at one time. And so I kind of right. started with the ones that I had. So I I had um, tradebacks of the, the first Action Comics. Um, issues I think it was like 1 to 13 or something like that so yeah I've just been reading through those and reading on DC Universe Um, but yeah I've always wanted to do it so 
what better time to do it when I'm stuck at home with nothing else. <laughs> I have, um, I, obviously, digitally, I have a, a bunch of the old Captain America comics. And I remember thinking the same thing. Like, you know what? It would be really, really cool to start this from the beginning and get through. Some of those older comics are a bit difficult <laughs> to, yeah. um, uh, to get through, I find. Yeah, um, how, have you, how, how have you been handling Golden Age uh, Superman? It's, it's been quite fun, actually, because I've never really read the older comics before, and I always get people asking me, oh, have you read this issue? Have you, have you read that issue? Um, and I hadn't, so I kind of want to do the reading order just to say I've read every single Superman comic in the world. Um, right. But, yeah, it's been... It was weird because he's completely... As a character, even Lois Lane, they're completely different to what they are now. Um, but you can see where they've expanded the ideas of what they were into what they are now, but you can kind of see where they've dropped certain things as well. So yeah, yeah. it's just really interesting to, to go back and see, see where we started. Yeah. I, um, you know, uh, I started getting really deep into comics uh, about half a decade ago. Um, I had always read them recreationally, but especially with action comics, a thousand being not too long ago, yeah. um, reading that first issue, it was kind of astonishing to see how much of the Superman that we know exists all the way back then yeah. um, when he first debuted. Um, but also, like, I I remember distinctively thinking, I don't know why, but I thought the cover of Action Comics was him, like, saving a car. Like, a car <laughs> was falling and he was saving it. This man is smashing that car yeah. on a rock. <laughs> and I, I, I never realized that the people around him were, like, running in horror. Like, they're scared of him. I was like, oh, okay. I totally get that now. But I'm, I'm pretty sure the person in the bottom left corner with the guy with the hands over his head, um, I'm pretty yes. sure he is the gangster guy that kidnaps Lois in the first one. So yeah, because she, she won't dance with him. Yeah. That, 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 was a, that was a kidnappable offense back in those days if you didn't want to dance uh, in a bar or something. With, even with all this that's been going on, what is something that you were excited to get your hands on this year? Um, sort of, do you mean merchandise wise? Merchandise, comics. Um, hmm, that's a good question. Merchandise wise, I. I mean, you got a pretty awesome swag box from DC Fandom. Oh yeah, that was... I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> the print that you got in there too. It was it was the Jim Lee print, but it was signed by him. So I I've actually bought both oh, awesome. sides to that. I bought that um during the event, so they arrived. Not too long ago, but I ordered the wrong size, so <laughs> I need to kind of stop. Oh. <laughs> um, right, right. But I don't, I don't know really. It's just there's not really things that I particularly look out for. Um, it's just if something catches my eye, and because I'm trying to, because I am trying to get to that point where I have the world record. That's that's one of my goals. Um, right. I just kind of pick up everything and anything I see. So. Yeah, there's a. I'm I'm into Funko Pop, so a lot of the ones that they've just announced um, are really cool, and I think I've got. Well, I've pre-ordered most of the new ones that come out. Yeah, that's got to be. I always felt like the Funko Pop thing is a little bit overwhelming. Yeah. Just because, like, sometimes you'll get like Superman, Superman with red eyes, Superman with red eyes in black and white, Superman. You know, and I'm like, it it, it is a lot, but that I'm the more like now they're doing like action scenes, like movie scenes. Oh yeah. Right. Um, I think there was one with Batman v Superman with the actual um, uh, bat signal, and I'm like, wow, they're kind of going all out yeah. with all these, like all this stuff now. The Funko Pops, um, the little trinkets, a lot of this stuff wasn't stuff that was easily accessible 
when we were growing up in in the fandom of all this stuff and I know that your fandom initially began watching uh, the adventures of Lois and Clark with your grandfather. Yeah. Um, what are some of the early memories you can remember from, from that? And can you remember like any of like the plot of any of that stuff? Cause I really can't, I remember watching the show, but I can't really remember specific plots or episodes. Um, well, my earliest memories probably, I, I can just remember seeing, um, well, it was sort of my granddad would sit there and I would just sit on the floor and play with cars because I was a bit of a tomboy. Um, and he'd be like, oh, Taz, right, right. Taz, look at this guy. He he can fly. He can, like, he's really strong and all that sort of stuff. And it, obviously it was Dean Kane dressed as Superman. Well, I say dressed as Superman. He was Superman. Um, <laughs> Man, Superman. But, <laughs> so I remember bits like that. And I remember eventually sitting to watch it after he sort of piqued my interest. But other than that, I didn't really remember very much. I remember bits of I don't think it was more the plot I think it was just more scenes um but I kind of cheated mm-hmm. so not well it's probably a year ago two years ago now I rewatched the whole series so I've got a fresher memory of it now and <laughs> does it still stand up with, yeah, with the I rewatch think so. I think so um awesome. it's really cheesy obviously because <laughs> I think it was kind of supposed to be um but Terry Hatch right. still to this day is the best Lois Lane just saying I love I love with DC this whole um, thing of like keeping the actors that have been around Superman are still around Superman, like Terry Hatcher coming back to play in Supergirl. Um, You know, the stuff that they've been doing with um, actors on Smallville with crisis, which we'll talk about in a second. Um, Where was this a show that you would talk about with other kids? Like what's the, did you have like that time as a child where you were talking about superheroes or superhero television? No, so, well, I was really, really, really young when that came out and when, when I started watching, I was probably like three or four. So oh, okay. It, I didn't, I don't think I've ever really had a group of, no offense to my friends because I love, I love them all, um, but they're not right. the same kind of thing as what I'm, in, what I'm into. So when it comes to, if I watch a program that's superhero related or anything, I can't really go and talk to my friends group about which is why I'm kind well which is why I kind of set up all the online stuff because it's sort of put me in a place where I can talk to people who about Superman and comics obviously like you but that's kind of why I set it up right no and I I feel the exact same sentiment I think that comic book reading in general I, I obviously love all comic book media but then that comic book reading in general is extremely personal right because you you're reading it in your voice you're reading it at your pace um it all the all the sound effects and everything that's going on on the page yeah. um is all in your own head and very often do we are we able to sit there and discuss these things with other people um and yeah i had to create something for that because i had to get all this stuff out yeah. uh so i get that need because i it I, I same thing. I have a, a group of friends, and some friends I can sit and be geeky with, but other ones don't want to know about the sixteen types of kryptonite. You know, they're like, <laughs> I, I get it, I understand. Uh, so I, I, I'm, I'm, I totally understand that. Um, and so you say like uh, you were really young at that time, and I know that there's a period of time where you would end up going on to see our first theatrical Superman since 1987, Brandon Ralph in Superman Returns. Yeah. Um, can you remember that uh, seeing that Superman in theaters for the first time? Yeah, I, I remember. I went to see it twice. Um, yeah, I just well, even after watching Lois and Clark, I was always interested in superheroes. So I think um, I loved all the X Men films in particular, um, and just okay. 
just things like that. So I loved all those kind of things, like the, the genre as a whole, really. I didn't really read comics or anything at that time, so it was mostly TV programmes and films that, that I was introduced to. Um, but I remember seeing the trailer, um, and obviously I think the trailer didn't really... So with the trailer, it was kind of... It wasn't made to... It wasn't advertised as a superhero film, I don't think. It was more okay, like a chick flick. So if you go back, oh, like another like a romance, what I mean, yeah, kind of, and to see what I mean, um, but yeah, as soon as I found out it was Superman, I was really excited. Um, so me, I think it was me, my cousin, and one or two of our friends went to go and see it. Um, and my, me and my cousin, well, we both in, well, I instantly just fell in love with uh, Brandon Mouth, um, and she did a little bit as well. So we kind of went to watch it again, and then that's when all the merchandise came out and that's when I started collecting. And because my, I'm, I've got quite an obsessive personality. So if I like something, <laughs> I really, really like something. So I have to get everything. So I had the t-shirts, posters um, and everything like that. So it just kind of spiraled out of control from there, really. Yeah. There's something about comic books in general that allows people to dive deep. Yeah. And if you wanted to, like you're saying, if you wanted to read every Superman comic, that adventure is there for you. If you want to collect as many Superman items uh, as you can, that is that avenue is there for you. That's not the same in every medium. So I I love that you can get lost in comics uh, when you get that chance. Yeah. With with um Brandon Routh being Superman, I also know that you've met Brandon on occasion. How is that like? Have you? I know you've also met a bunch of people. I've I've seen um, your interviews, which we'll talk about in a bit. Mm -hmm. But what what moment would you describe where you were actually starstruck? That I think that was meeting Brandon Ralph for the first time was probably that that the most starstruck I've ever been, to be honest. Um, yeah. What? So I was like a teenage girl when Superman returns. <laughs> I don't want to come right. Two thousand six. Oh, my maths is terrible. Yeah. I think I was around right. 13, 14, maybe 15. <laughs> That's a big a big age gap. But I was around the age, so I really got obsessed. I posted posters of him everywhere. Um, so when I got to meet him, I just froze, didn't say anything. It was just a case of, you know, you, you get the um, the photo, the photos done at Comic-Con and it's just like a quick handshake, smile, and you're out. Yeah. It was, it was kind of like that. Um, and then afterwards, I remember just being like, oh, my God, oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, so that that was probably the most starstruck I've been because I've loved well he was got pretty much what got me into Superman collecting in the first place so him as a actor and as the character sort of meant a lot to me so that's why I was so bad at that point <laughs> um I'm trying to think so that was at Comic-Con the second I think I met him three times actually uh, yeah, I know it was multiple times. I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. <laughs> the second time was at another Comic-Con and he he was there. So I was like, I've, I've got to go. I can't not go to meet him again. Is that other one, was he promoting um, Still Superman or was this like Legends of Tomorrow? Or I think it was, I think it was a bit of both, to be honest. I think it was mostly Superman. Okay. Um, but well, I it, for me, it was mostly Superman. I don't think I had watched Legends of Tomorrow at that point um okay so I didn't really pay that much attention to that aspect of it um and at that comic-con I actually met Jason Momoa before I knew who he was oh wow 
Um, he kind of walked past us and spoke to us really briefly. Um, but it was when he was in Game of Thrones, and at that point, I'd not, I hadn't watched Game of Thrones. <laughs> so right. I didn't know who he was at the That's point. amazing. <laughs> That's amazing. You just have Jason Momoa walk up on you. Yeah. <laughs> Ask you some questions. And then, yeah, the third time. Um, oh, sorry, go on. Oh, no, I was just going to say that um, with Brandon Routh and Superman Returns, um, I, I, I have to ask this because I think this is inherent in all of like Superman fandom and stuff. But what when did you start to realize that maybe this person that you this character that you really dug uh, might be polarizing to the rest of the world? Might be like the idea that you might be like the idea that you might like Superman um, returns that it may not be everyone's favorite Superman movie or yeah. the fact that you might like Superman as a character. Uh, people on occasion may le- lean towards Batman. Yeah. Um, so as as the film Superman returns I, at that time, there were, I, was, I wasn't really on Facebook or social media at that time. So I didn't really know or care what anybody else thought about it. Um and it was only a case of me talking to my friends and probably parents at the time. I say parents at the time, okay. but different parents. <laughs> uh, me and my friends. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I didn't really, I don't, I, th- I don't think I really talked to people about the film. It was just a case of I've seen it, I enjoy it. That's the main thing. Um, and character-wise, when you say sort of Superman and Batman, uh, my stepdad is a big Batman fan, so we've always had a bit of banter between Superman and Batman, <laughs> which has always been pretty fun. Um, but, yeah, I've never really I've never really cared um, what other people think. I've got my reasons for liking Superman, and they've got their reasons for liking Batman or other characters. That's awesome. No, yeah, that, that that's awesome. That's pretty damn good. Um, so even, you know, with your fandom of Brandon Routh, how did it feel uh, to see him back return in the tights for Crisis on Infinite Earths? It was amazing. So where I say I don't care what people think, I know when I did get social media and start, started to follow people and they started to follow me and things like that, it I realised then that it, it got, well, I didn't get a bad rap, but I know that a lot of people don't like it and I know people didn't like him as Superman or Clark Kent uh, and I know people did like him. Um, so for me, it was kind of, well, I can imagine for him it was... Um, well, I guess heartbreaking because he's poured his soul into playing that character and doing the best job that he can do. And to me, he did an amazing job. Um, but he's probably obviously seen all of that backlash um, of people that maybe didn't like it. Um, so right. for him and for people that did like it, I think it was like a full circle moment where he got another chance to portray this the same character, in a di- but in a completely different way. So for me, it was it was just it, great for me to see him see him back. It it it's weird for him, you know. He had a, a thankless job in that role. I think one of the most unfair things to happen uh, with the Superman uh, mythos is this idea that uh, you know they kind of got Routh because of his um, resemblance to Christopher Reeve, yeah. and that movie is very much in the same vein of those films. Yeah, definitely. but I wonder had they just decided to make a, a new lore with Brandon in the front if it would have gone better, I, I guess. Because seeing him as the distinguished older Superman in Crisis with the gray hair mm-hmm. and the suit, it all still fit. It all still worked. Like, he still can rock the hell out of, out of that blue and red. Yeah. Um, and it almost makes you think, like, maybe, maybe we were a little bit too harsh on Mr. Brandon. 
maybe maybe uh you know he deserves a little bit more credit right. uh for his time in in the cape and I, yeah i can i can agree with that um talk to me about the superman museum i know uh you recently moved house i know you're working on constructing this 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 massive ode to the man of steel um what's that process like uh can you see it in your head how long have you been having this idea that you want this was something that you wanted well as soon as i started collecting i knew i wanted sort of a room that i could put everything out in because obviously my bedroom well up until i moved it looked like a 10 year old bedroom (laughs) bedroom just full of superman stuff toys everywhere and obviously boxed um right and yeah it was just well, I'm lucky that my partner didn't mind all of that because I can imagine people going to a girl's house and seeing all this stuff like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> um, but yeah, I've always wanted it. I've always wanted to have a room to display all the stuff that I've got because I've got some things that I've got are just sort of cheap, tacky right. toys and things like that. But some <laughs> things that I have got are like real cool collectibles, signatures, autographs, things like that. So I, I knew I wanted to put them out somewhere so... It's not necessarily for other people to see. It's more just for me to appreciate what all my money's going on. Um, right. So, yeah, we we just moved into a house um, at the beginning of the year. And, yeah, one of the bedrooms is going to be my Superman museum. I know in my head roughly, I know what I want the back wall to look like. Um, and I've bought okay. a desk. Uh, but that's about it, really. So, at the moment, I'm just going through all the boxes that I do have of um, memorabilia um, and just going through sorting out which items will be going on display and which are going to go in storage. Okay. Uh, not to get too personal, but on what date do you say I have a massive Superman collection? How does that, how did, how do you broach that subject with your partner? <laughs> um. Oh, I can't remember. I can't remember, but like I, I, I'm just trying to think of that whole, you know, the whole scenario, like because all of that—that's a lot to learn about somebody, I guess, in an instant. I mean, um, does, it's not—it's not out of the realm of possibility, but I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, uh, he does kind of look like Superman. <laughs> so, oh, there you go. There you go. In the collection. <laughs> yeah, I like um, that. But I remember—I don't remember um, telling him. Specifically, I remember telling him that I was into superheroes and stuff, but I, I can't remember when he first found out that I had a huge Superman collection. Um, but I remember my uncle is a bit of a prankster and he knew that I thought he looked like Superman, but I hadn't told my partner at, the, at that time that I thought he looked like him. Um, so that right. it, I had to tell him before he met my family because my uncle would have like rubbed it in my face. <laughs> so. <yeah. laughs> okay that's that's pretty that's pretty awesome uh yeah because I, I was thinking like is that something that you downplay at first but the comics is not something that everybody gets comic book characters and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. but um i you know I'm, I'm glad that he's down for it i'm glad that he's down for the museum um is there when you picture this museum is there a dream item like if you had a genie and it could be absolutely anything. It could be dirt from the set of Superman 1 on Krypton or something. <laughs> if you could have a dream item in this museum, something to wrap everything else around, or if you do have a dream item to put at the center of this museum, well, what do you think what that would be? Oh, that's a good question. Um, my dream item to put in there would be Action Comics number one, framed. Um, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> the wall. 
uh, that would be pretty cool. Um, yeah, I I want a well, I want I love the sideshow collectibles figures, so there's probably a few of them that yeah. would probably be front and center if, if I had them. I don't have any at the moment, not yet. Um, right. But I would also like a costume of I'd love oh. to do a costume. Um, maybe not ideally one from the set that's been used in the film, but just a replica would be would be nice, like a life size one in the corner. That would be pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I always thought the the cape was a pretty cool item. Yeah. Uh, obviously, if you can get something screen worn, that'd be even better. But that iconography. Um, I was talking to a friend offline about like the pure popularity of Superman. Um, it you know not only extends to the comics and all the media that we take, but they slapped that logo on everything. Mm-hmm. I was seeing some of the stuff in your collection, and I'm like, that's just a regular item with a Superman logo on it. Yeah, and then I've got about fifty <laughs> mugs that have the same logo on, just in a different, slightly different position. <laughs> So, right, I saw one with the chest. It was an actual chest, like it was an actual like torso of Superman. I'm like, this is out of control. I saw the lava lamp. I'm like, why? How do you think Superman and lava lamp? Uh, what do you think is one of the uh, weirder things that you were either given or that you've uh, purchased to go in this collection? Um, hmm. I saw the I saw the the middle finger stamp oh, I- <laughs> Superman on an American flag yeah. <laughs> with a middle finger. It, Never- I, it's inexplicable, <laughs> but yeah, it doesn't make any sense. But I, I don't really know the weirdest thing. I suppose it, it, it depends where you're coming from. So if you're someone that isn't really into that kind of thing and you see a lot of the stuff that I've got, you're like, why the hell have you got that? But <laughs> there's I've got like children's clothing, which is pretty weird. So I've got a boy's vest, which is like aged eight to nine or something like that, which is super nice. <laughs> right. Um, right kind of weird I guess um I have I think the weirdest thing to look at it's not actually weird it's a money box but the way that it's shaped I think I'm pretty sure well actually I recorded a bunch of videos um a couple of weeks ago so it's probably among them um but it's a money box but it's shaped very weirdly so it <laughs> is this the doomsday one no it's a, it's a superman one but it's like hand painted okay the shape of it it kind of looks like something rude oh no <laughs> oh no out of control that you can put that with the uh middle finger stamp in, in the corner <laughs> in that part of the museum <laughs> that could have its own uh special part yeah um so i've seen i've seen you speak on this but i have to get your um opinion on this podcast um superman as a whole, I feel like it can be a very polarizing figure. And I feel like sometimes it feels that there are less Superman fans now than before. Uh, What do you think is the most common misconception about Superman that fans need to understand? That he's boring. Uh, A lot of people think he's boring. (laughs) Um, People think he's a coward. Um, I think people just say that they can't relate to him, but really they're just, they're thinking of him as Superman, the ridiculously powered ridiculously strong um alien that's what that's what they're seeing right. seeing who he really is yeah and i think that comes from i part of me wants to think that there's a level a level of pessimism there uh, there's a bit of superman's optimism that rubs people the wrong way 
uh, which is why people tend to lean to more grittier versions of like Batman, Daredevil, Punisher, and stuff like that. Um, One of the things, I I was somebody self-admitted that I didn't feel like I understood the character. You think you kind of get it from when you see him and so you just write him off like I, yeah i get it i get the superman thing yeah. um but in my fandom what i realized is um that that what you said which is some people have this weird sterile approach to him um where they keep him at a distance he's all powerful he's all alien he could never um relate stuff like that but i think um the best stories about superman are incredibly human and incredibly personal yeah. Like very small and intimate. And in those in- more smaller and intimate moments, you get to see that his true vulnerability is that he really can't save everyone all the time. Um, w- one of the things that I think about when I think of the Superman character and um, why I think he's so important is because we've already, it's well established that this man has super hearing, right? Yeah. And he can hear everything at all times. So that means whenever he decides he wants to go on a date, with Lois Lane and go, you know, to a local shop and get some Chinese or something. He, if he chooses to sit there and eat the, that entire meal with her because he loves her during that time, numerous atrocities are occurring across the world that this man has to hear, yeah, you know, and choose to tune out even just for 20 minutes. So then he can go back to being Superman. And I feel like there's something very sacrificial about that something very honorable about that but honor doesn't seem to play that well nowadays yeah and i think um well it's been done loads of time in comics um but i can't remember the which issue it was but it's a golden age superman comic where superman he gets life insurance well he has (laughs) get life insurance and he signs it because they say that the money, if he does die, will go to charity. So him being the good Samaritan signs it without reading it. But it actually says that he can't travel more than 50 miles an hour. He can't go fly any higher than a certain height and things like that, stupid things. Um, yeah. He actually wears himself out by how much he has to limit himself. So he's actually working harder to draw his powers back. Yeah. He has to do, he does that every single day as Clark Kent. That's what people, I think people don't understand like the, it's, I guess it's a sacrifice, but it's like Clark Kent is who he wants to be. Um, so yes. he's, he's pushing himself to be more like other people that he's around in order to fit in. Um, like imagine him, if he put his full strength, just opening the door, he'd rip like the whole side of the house off. Um, so he has to, exactly. he has to pull his powers back every, pretty much every single moment in his life as Clark Kent yeah. to, to, to not do harm. So just imagine how stressful that is. A hundred percent. Like I always say that the the world to him is construction paper. Like everything, <laughs> everything is made out of construction paper to him because he can, you know, destroy everybody, which is why um, the Lex parable is so interesting because Lex Luthor, for the most part, depending on what comic you're reading, doesn't have any powers. So theoretically, Superman could end that issue, quote unquote, if he wanted to. He has the power to. He has a, a litany of different abilities in which if he wanted to, quote unquote, end Lex Luthor, he totally can. But his yeah. restraint is one of his other superpowers. Yeah. His ability to be restrained and hold himself back, um, I think, is something that a lot of people uh, don't appreciate. Um, 
when we talk about Batman and Superman, a lot of the stuff that you see that goes around the more popular take is that Batman's pretty much got it, got Superman beat, which if you do any kind of research or any kind of reading, you realize that the only re- way that would happen is if Clark, again, like he does mostly, restrains himself. You know, yeah. that's what it gives uh, uh, Batman a bit of an out there. So you but, say it's like superpower. Um, also his one of his main weaknesses as well though i think yes yeah totally um and one of the other parts about him that's very interesting is obviously his whole mythos is a take on the immigrant story right and the idea that um and we say it often here in america that sometimes the immigrants who come here to america are better americans than we are because they want it more yeah you know they, 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 in their, where I, what I was born with, somebody dreamed of. And that person who was dreamed of it had that vision in their mind, that goal, and went to get it. I was born with it. So there's not really much for me to do. I'm, I'm happy uh, that, I, you know, I was born with it. But Superman aspires to be human. Yeah. He's not human. He wasn't born with humanity. So there's something incredibly charming about somebody who's trying to be the best version of us and show us what that can be. And I think that that rubs people the wrong way sometimes because people don't like being told, I guess, what to do or having an example of what to go for. But I feel like the character is incredibly, you know, no pun intended, aspirational. Yeah. As you know, uh, you, you have, you're the aspiring Kryptonian. But yeah, that that's the part that I feel like is missing in, in the current incarnations is that feeling of, of hope because he's willing to talk to, you know, the person who just lost their house and the person who just lost their cat. Like he, yeah. he sees that on the same, on the same levels of things. And I think that's so cool about the character. I love those moments as well. Like when he goes and helps save cats and all the, like the little things that he does that are kind of over overlooked. Um, but yeah, there's, there's so much more to Superman than meets the eye. And I think unless you really delve into the character and even the films do, do do a good job of, portraying some of those bits but I don't think if you if you've just watched the films um or the tv series I don't think you always get the full picture there you're only kind of getting it's hard it's hard to explain so people I don't know I don't know how to explain this no 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 I think you're right I I, for an example I'll use um spider-man as an example, people have been talking recently about this idea that there might be a Spider-Verse movie and that we might get the three Spider-Men that we've known to be on screen. Tobey Maguire, um, Andrew Garfield, and Tom Holland. And the I, when most people talk about these gentlemen in regards to Spider-Man, they say that no one actor has all of what it takes to be Spider-Man. They all portray different and, you know, sometimes the best traits yeah. of Spider-Man, but not all not all of them. They're not all encompassing. Exactly. And it, would you say that it was true with the Superman actors? Yeah, not necessarily just the actors, but across media. So, like in the comics, the TV series, the the, the films, that they've all got different. They all highlight different parts of the character, and not everything that's yeah. been in the comics has been in the film. So, I think if you've just, especially if you just like watched one film, because I, I know Christopher Reeve is a phenomenal superman but he's not the only superman um and i know there's a lot of right, people out there right. that literally will only ever appreciate and see him as superman and anything after that they just kind of brush off because he's not christopher reeve but this is going back to superman returns where 
they tried to do that same thing with Clark being sort of a well, how they did, like a mild mannered reporter and sort of a, like a clumsy idiot kind of thing when he is Clark Kent, um, and it, it didn't work. Um, so the the character's constantly evolving, and I think people will only, or some people only look to certain eras or certain Superman moments to judge the character. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I remember uh, getting into those early, not early, I guess, earlier uh, from modern day uh, Superman comics. And I know like we were talking about before, you've gotten into some golden age stuff. Um, Do you find that the more you read, the more it helps your understanding of Superman? Um, and is there a particular book that gave you feelings comparable to when you first saw Superman in theaters? Like, I, I find one of the coolest things about comics sometimes because it's so personal, you have these personal fist bump moments, like fist raising. Yeah, you know, like, oh, that was awesome. Or page turn moments where you're like, oh, that's that's so great. Um, can you remember any of those uh, stories that may have given you a feeling like that? Um. When when it comes to comics, I've I've got a lot of comics, but I haven't actually. Well, I have now, but I've only recently <laughs> really started to read them. I kind of just collected them, right. the artwork and the covers. But um, yeah, you do get to know the character more and more, um, and you get to understand all the different sides to him and all the stuff that he has to go through. Like like I said, then with the with the life insurance, so him having to pull himself back is actually more draining than him going full power. Um, yeah, you do- I've got to read that. That sounds absolutely ridiculous. I have to, <laughs> I have to check that, that I'll issue send, out. I'll, I'll, I'll send you the issue number. I can't remember off the top of my head, but I've only right. I read it last night, actually. <laughs> That's why it's so funny. <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> um, but yeah, I, I don't think there's a particular... Well, I, I've read a lot of Superman comics, but I've read random issues. So I feel like I haven't got the full of some of the, like the main and most, most famous series. Um, I do have favorites, but it's not, my favorites aren't because I resonate with them or things like that. But there's, there's one that I read not too long ago, which I think was man of tomorrow. It was either 18 or 17. I think it was 17. Um, Uh where I can't remember the, (laughs) My memory is terrible. I can't remember the <laughs> of the bad guy, um, but it's someone that he has captured before, and he, he he's escaped from Strikers Island, um, and he's basically taken the whole hospital hostage, um, and so Superman. Well, you've got like the army there ready to sort of unleash hell, um, but then Superman turns up and he's just like, just let me go and talk to him. So he goes in and just basically diffuses the situation with with just words, whereas they were willing to throw bombs and bullets um, at this guy. And it, the guy was just trying to get people to um, to save his, I think it was his mom, um, who was in hospital and she was crying. Okay. Um, so that one for me, I, I'm i a very family-orientated family person. So that situation for the bad guy, um, I'm saying bad guy because I can't remember his name. Um, <laughs> right, right. Technically doing anything bad he's just doing something that he's doing something that anybody would do to try and save somebody that they love um although he's not going the right way about it uh superman understands exactly where he's coming from and what he's trying to do and he, this guy's like begging superman saying you can do all these amazing things can't you just save a life I, th- I think she's got cancer or something like that um oh man and you can just hear well just even in the artwork you can just see how 
Lucy's, I don't know, he just kind of takes the guy under his wing and explains that even though he has all these powers, he, he can't do that. Um, so right. it diffuses the whole situation with words, whereas, like I said, they were willing to throw bombs and bullets at, at this guy rather than understand. Like with, with no, yeah, like little provocation. Yeah. Like that's all it takes. <laughs> and we're ready to shut this whole thing down. Yeah. So um, that issue in, in particular, like I had tears in my eyes. And then at the end, I was just like smiling because I don't I don't want to ruin it. But at the end, he goes and visits the guy. Um, mm-hmm. He the the guy explains to Superman. He's like, tell me. He says, tell me about your mum. And he explains that she, they go and play cards every week. Uh, so Superman then visits him after the after his mum's died to go and play cards with him every week. And it's just like that. That's wow. <laughs> that's yeah. That's that's pretty awesome. Yeah. That's pretty awesome stuff. Uh, to on this cast, we've covered some Superman stories, and uh, two that stick out to me. Um, that I really, really loved. One is a single issue, and it might be one of the, my favorite single issue stories ever, but it's um, For the Man Who Has Everything, mm. uh, which was the comic where he gets the black mercy on his chest and he, fi- you know, we see what his dream life would be, which would be on Krypton with a wife and children, um, and just his reaction to realizing he was tricked and uh, his, his reaction to losing Krypton again and that world was heartbreaking um and then i really like uh whatever happened to the man of tomorrow i believe it's called um which is the superman versus the elite uh story with uh uh, manchester black and it's the world seemingly moving on from superman and choosing more violent vigilantes um because they think that he's old hat uh so to speak uh, until until they eventually realize what i did which is that that's where his strength lies in that uh, ability to be restrained in that ability to calm things down and want to talk it out yeah. and stuff. Um, Do you know what's really weird? That man. I watched the animated film of that this morning. <laughs> oh, did you? Yeah. What'd you think? I, I, I'd love a, a review if you have a chance. Yeah, it, it was really good. I admit I haven't read that, that particular comic. Um, but I'm glad I watched that this morning because I know exactly what you're talking about now. Um, but yeah, it's it's really good. Um, the only thing I didn't like about it is the terrible English accents. <laughs> Black. <laughs> That's got to be something you could spot from a mile away, huh? Yeah, it kind of goes. Well, the English accent is different in different regions, obviously, as any accent is. But he right. goes from being Scottish to being a Cockney to being a Brummy, um, all in one film. <laughs> quite everything <laughs> the 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 union jack tattoo is a little bit much too yeah like he tattooed his whole chest <laughs> with the union jack which I, I i can't imagine being a a proud countryman that much of any country oh, to decide you want to tattoo the entire flag uh on your chest but you have that moment at the end of that film where you almost have a a predatory superman right where he's he's sort of kind of hunting these guys down and he's not really hurting anyone yeah, but he he put the fear of Rao in their hearts <laughs> um, with you know showing what he really truly can do, and I think that that's an important story yeah. in his whole mythos because I do think that at one point we did choose the more gritty, the more you know stylized, sexualized, violent um, heroes. Mm-hmm. After a while, we kind of put Superman back in the toy box and. I don't think that's fair. Like we were talking about before, I don't think that um, you can just write him off like that. I think the character should grow with the times. And I know you've been reading 
also like Tom King stuff. How how do you like Tom King handling Superman? Um. Oh, what was the name of this? Oh, I've read so many comments. Was it Man in the Sky? Uh, up in the Sky? <laughs> yeah, he, he kind of... It was one of those things. It was Up in the Sky, I remember now. Um, yeah, for for the comics that I've read, he kind of added more of the mental challenges for Superman to, to the table um, in his writing. Um, but I th- okay. he... And Heroes in Crisis as well. He I think Tom King as a writer kind of focuses on the mental health of these characters and or he at least thinks about the mental health um and the implications of what they do have on them right where do you sit on that do you like your comics to be more realistic or more escapism um i don't i don't really know i, I kind of like diff, 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 different every day huh like a different <laughs> yeah, depends what you're in the mood for it depends how i'm feeling at the time of reading and, and what i'm reading but I kind of like, I like a nice mixture of both, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. I, li- I do like the realism because obviously it makes it more realistic and you can imagine it happening um, eat more easily. And yeah, but then I do also like the the stories that go out into space because obviously it's, it's, pl- it's things and places that we've never really got to explore ourselves. So it's yeah. just opening us, us up to this other world. Um, but yeah, for me personally, I think I like a mixture of both. And like I said, it, it kind of depends on how I'm feeling at, at the time of reading. I think that's the cool part about the Superman character is that he, he, because he's maintained how, who he's been for so long, I think he can straddle that line of wacky and super serious. Like I love the super serious stuff, but I also love like all the, I'm gonna butcher this. All the mixy-spittalic, mixy, mixy stuff. All the mixy-spittalic stuff. I think is all that's great. Um, Jimmy Olsen, I think is is a riot. Like he's hilarious. Yeah. Um, All the Jimmy Olsen stuff, I think is great. But um, yeah, like I I think he's able to do that. Where I feel Batman has gone too far to one side. We're probably never gonna get him back to being kind of goofy and kind of funny like he's he's gone like and and some people prefer it that way but i like that superman's able to play in both uh both sides of that if if you were to read like batman comics you're less likely to see him going off out into space whereas with a superman comic it's kind of it's just normal yeah i do have a pet peeve with superman comics uh and it is just i I don't need more recontextualization of the Krypton explosion. <laughs> I feel like so many artists are like, well, I know I mean, so many writers are like, well, the real reason why Krypton explodes. I'm like, just, just leave it. Just can somebody put a pin in it? I was a little upset that um, Bendis uh, brought in Rogozar. Oh, yeah. Is it Rogozar? <laughs> Uh, and it's like, and I'm the true reason why. And I'm like, we're we're back, we're back at <laughs> we're back at the explosion. It reminds me of all the Batman flashbacks to the crime alley, the pearls, the guns. Like we and we know it. Yeah, we know it. Uh, um, did you watch Krypton itself, the show? Yeah, yeah. Oh no, wait, you did some reviews for Krypton, huh? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I I, I reviewed the first series, and then I can't because um, I think was it released on. Netflix or something. it was it was on it, uh it was on Max or DC Universe one of those two right oh not in the UK um oh okay it was oh no it was it was on E4 and I think I'd recorded the whole lot 
Um, but by the time I okay. managed to watch the second series, I think everyone would have already watched it, so I didn't. I didn't review it. Um, but it was amazing. <laughs> I love that program. What did you, you think of it? Oh, you loved it? Yeah, I, I love that program. It's just, I feel like even though we've seen loads of um, different interpretations as to how Krypton exploded, we never really see that much about Krypton itself and what it was like. Yes, I agree. So that's kind of why I like Man of Steel at the beginning, where we kind of explore all the traditions and ways that they they had. Um, and with Krypton, I just... It's just there's there's some cheesy stuff. I think I can't remember the name of the character, but um, I know all the characters are pretty much English, aren't they? And then Adam Strange is American. Um, right, right. Well, that's another thing. Do you are you tired of that trope as well? Where like all civilized societies have a British accent? Is that <laughs> is that a thing? <laughs> like I I don't know uh, how you feel about those sort of things. Um, I think I don't. It it, it kind of turned everything around for me because usually when, when, when watching I usually watch like American TV shows and then you'll have the the token British person who sounds not like anyone you know <laughs> yeah. right right the British accent and nobody has um so it was kind of weird and I didn't realize how different you don't realize how different the American accent is until you watch a program like that where everyone's British and then you get one American actor yeah but yeah, I always, I always felt that our, our, our voice, I never felt that the American accent was anything uh, to write home about. <laughs> I feel like it's a little bit, it's yeah. a little bit drawly, but you know, and but to each his own. The UK you're in, because there are regions that have terrible accents. And right, right. Well, I'm part, I'm one of them. <laughs> uh, so I know that you say in your opinion Every representation for Superman has been a success. Um, even so, to update the character, to change the character, to try to redefine the character, there have been changes made over time uh, to Superman and Clark Kent that can be a little bit polarizing. Um, if you don't mind, I'd like to give you some choices and see where you stand on these very important Superman matters. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. All right, we, we got to talk about the biggest one. I believe I, oh, we spoke about this once, but for the fans at home, trunks or no trunks? I knew that was coming. <laughs> you knew it was coming. Ah, I don't know. I, the, it depends in what situation. So I love the artwork where he has trunks. But right. I know that if it was if Superman were real and were to be flying around, he wouldn't be wearing his pants on the outside. He would wear no. <laughs> um, right. Visually, as a, as a costume, like the Man of Steel costume, I like what they did with that, where he has no trunks. Um, but for sort of iconic imagery, I do like to see the trunks in artwork. Yeah. It, it, they, and it serves an actual purpose. It breaks up the, all the blue. Yeah. But you're 100% right. Like if you, if it was practical... It wouldn't exist. Um, there's a reason why Captain America doesn't have wings sticking out the side of his head in the movies because <laughs> it serves no purpose. So, uh, yeah, I, I totally get that. That's a little bit of a harder one. I'll give you a bit of a softball. I think I know the answer to this one as well, but I'll be interested in your insight. Uh, you know, he is the man of steel, but he sometimes is the man of love. Who do you like on his right arm, Lois Lane or Wonder Woman? <laughs> um. 
don't, it's not an easy one. It's big, right? Um, That's I'm saying. Oh, it's big, big stuff. I'm trying to, you know, trying to put you on the hot in the hot seat. Yeah, I, I like. I love seeing him with Lois because it's nice to know that this person who's completely otherworldly and out of this world um, just goes. Well, Lois isn't really regular, but she he goes for a regular um, girl. So, you know, she has no powers, and he has. Yeah, he's he's like picked her out of everyone, um. So that's yeah. I like that aspect to it, and I love Lois Lane because she is fiery, ballsy, and she's just she's great anyway. But I do like to see him sometimes. But I think I like to see him with Wonder Woman because it's a, something different to what we're used to. And right. you, when you think of Superman, you do think of Lois Lane and all the all the films and all the stories. He's with Lois Lane, um. So it, for me, I do enjoy reading the comics or seeing him with with Wonder Woman because, on like as a power level, they're 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 matched. Um, yeah. So, you know, they don't really have to hold back as much that as obviously he does, he has to with Lois. Right, right. And there were some people who definitely dug, you know, um, the new Fifty Two shipping of Superman and Wonder Woman. They were able to start the character kind of again in the beginning with grant morrison putting him in like jeans and a t-shirt mm-hmm. um but yeah it was really cool to see this literal power couple in dc uh even if it was for a short time yeah do you like Sup- superman the dad he currently has a has a son john kent uh, most people most people's Superboy is connor kent you know um tight of titans fame uh clone of lexins and superman um he you know he was the original but now we have uh, Clark Kent as a father, Cal L as a father. Uh, where do you sit on that? Do you rather him? Do you like Dad Superman, Super Dad? I guess if you will. I'll be honest. I think with um, him being a dad, I haven't actually read that much of the comics. So when I started reading the comics, really, it was probably at the beginning of Bendis's run. So I, okay. the the Superboy or his son that I know, uh, John Kent, he's the the quickly grown one um where he's like a t- yes yeah, yeah. Um, and that's kind of partly again why i want to do the reading order because i am going back and i'm reading all the superboy comics i did i've read um the death and return of superman so i, I was familiar with connor kent there and I, I love his um his attitude <laughs> which is, makes right right him. um but yeah, I like the idea. Is it the glass? Is it the glasses? Is it, is it the leather jacket? It's the leather jacket. Is that is that what it is? That's what it is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, it's pretty damn cool. Yeah, uh, I like the idea of him being a dad um, because again, it's I think it's bringing something to the table for Superman that other people can relate to. Um, obviously, there are loads yeah. of dads out there and um, parents and things like that. So I don't know. I feel like I haven't read enough of him being as a dad to to make a standpoint on that. One of the things that I think um, writers get out of making, because, you know, uh, Batman also has a son now. Mm-hmm. Their sons hang out. <laughs> um, but one of the cool things, like, about Super Dad or Bat Dad is that um, you find them uh, explaining themselves and their actions to someone for the first time, right? Because Superman never really has to explain why he does anything or why he doesn't do anything. But all of a sudden, when he has a son, and he's taking him out flying or something, he can sit there and, and express why he does certain things and why he doesn't. Kind of lets you get into the mindset of the character a little bit. Um, this I'm not too privy on because I'm not caught, caught up 100% with Superman. But I saw all the headlines about it, so I wanted to ask you about it. Mm-hmm. 
where do you sit on the Superman secret identity debate? Should he just be Superman, no Clark Kent, uh, just an entity that exists in the world? Or do you like the mild-mannered persona that he puts up? Hmm. Because um, I, 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 saw, I saw this around, but I haven't read him the point where he actually comes out and is like, hey, by the way, I'm yeah. Superman. I've, I've read it. Uh, and I'm, Well, it's still going on. Um, so I'm still reading it. But I think I, I love Clark Kent as well, – he's, I know he's the same character, but – Really, he's a completely different character. Um, I love Clark. Right. I love how clumsy he is. I, I, I love all of his mannerisms. Um, so I do like the secret identity thing. But ha- so many times when I've read comics, or especially the Golden Age, because pretty much every single issue where Lois is there, she's like, oh, I'm sure Clark Kent is Superman. And I was like, of course he is. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Right, right. There's that kind of thing where it's just like, how do they not know that he's Superman? Um, and all his all his like lame attempts to like get away so he can change into his costume. Yeah, like there'll be like a there'll be like a bank robbery. He'll be like, "I'm gonna go get a hot dog, Lois." Yeah. <laughs> she's like, "There's a bank robbery being robbed." He's like, "I'll be right back." Yeah. <laughs> and then he'll he'll come as Superman, save the day. And when he shows back up as Clark with the hot dogs, yeah. she's like, "You're you're a terrible human being. <laughs> like you did nothing. You're horrible." And I always felt like that was a bad rap for my boy Clark. Yeah, um, but I think. <sighs> I think him revealing this truth is something that would it, would it always eventually happen um, because I'm sorry, but you can't keep it a secret forever. Um, especially, so in the golden age, obviously there's a lot of his excuses are, oh, I'm just going to phone this in Lois because they're on, um, they're on a story. So he has to run to, to the telephone box to uh, right. the story to the daily planet. But obviously now he, he, he won't be able to use that excuse because he just get his phone out and just call them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He, as many excuses as he had um i guess but i think with the whole i know the truth telling uh revealing his secret identity has been done before i haven't read that uh previous one so this is the first one that i've read where he tells the world who he is um but i like what they've done with it and i think it's interesting to explore it and i know it's completely different to the way that he did it before um and as I know that that happened like a couple of months ago, I think. Um, but right. they they're still kind of explaining how all of the it's everything that's happening in that in those series is linking to the fact that he revealed his truth. Right. So it, it's not done for nothing. I think. Well, we still got a few more issues left of Bendis's writing, so like. We don't really know everything just yet, but lots. There are lots of little hints towards why he revealed his truth. Okay, it's not just for his, for him to. It's just not. There's a reason he did it. It wasn't just for the sake of doing it. Okay. Um. It. it I feel so silly because until you actually expressed it, I didn't realize that it also could be a parable to identity politics as well. Right. You can't keep the secrets forever. Right. You can't. You have to, uh, uh, your, your best foot forward is to reveal who you are, uh, the fullness of you yeah. to the world. There's no point in hiding forever, exactly. which is a pretty awesome, uh, you know, lesson to learn from the Man of Steel. Yeah, definitely. That's pretty good stuff. Um, do you have a favorite, like, alternate Superman? Like, um, Red Sun or Injustice or, uh, let me see, what else? what else is out there? Kingdom Come. Um, I love Red Sun. Um, that 
Redstone's actually the first comic that I remember reading, so it has a bit of a special place in my heart. <laughs> was that weird? Was that weird getting a, a super <laughs> Soviet Superman? I don't know why it was the first comic I read. It was just kind of, I think my mom bought it for me. She's like, oh, look, I got your Superman comic. Um, so I just read it and I was like, what the hell? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but yeah, I love the Elseworld stories. Um, it's just a different take on a character we know and love. And I like the, I like the creative freedom that the writers and the artists have with that as well. So, um, obviously I love Red Sun, um, Injustice. I haven't read the comics, I admit. Um, but I've played the game and I've played story mode on the game. So I roughly know what happens. Um, I'm sure it's not exactly the same, but yeah, I like the fact that, I don't know, I like the stories out of continuity because you can just do, they can just do whatever the hell they want and all right. that's where the, the real creative stories come from, really. A hundred percent. It's just one one artist's or writer's take on a, a hero can change that hero fundamentally forever. Um, I, I do think that they've gleaned a lot of stuff from Injustice that, like, they have to remember that that's, that's a villainous Superman <laughs> sometimes. Like some of the modern interpretations of Superman have kind of looked injustice And I sometimes that makes me weary because, you know, that's supposed to be a little bit of a darker uh, interpretation of stuff. But um, um, it's it came out, I think it was last year, and it's the tales of the dark multiverse. Um, and right. They took yes. the death of Superman, but they pretty well... He still died, but Lois Lane basically managed, I can't remember exactly how, but she managed to get his powers and she went crazy. Uh, she was furious. Oh, no. Obviously. So uh-huh. that, I know it was a completely different twist on an iconic storyline, but that was probably my favorite comic of last year. Wow. Yeah, I saw the covers and I was, she looked pretty out there. And she... <laughs> She has gotten powers canonically uh, before. Um, I believe Lana Lang at one point was Superwoman yeah. at, at some point. So, so it happens. Um, who's your favorite Superman supporting character? Hmm. You got a whole litany. You can you can go as high as um, you know uh, Pa pa Kent. So you can go as low as uh, Perry White. But he has a lot of but yeah, a lot of good characters in the mythos. Um. Obviously, I love Lois Lane. Um, she, okay. She's just, well, she's a legend. She, she's just how, well, especially in the golden age, because that's not, what she's like is not how women were back in those days. So she's like a right. inspirational, really. Um, Jimmy Olsen I love because he's just, well, it depends what kind of comics you read, but when, especially in Lois and Clark, the TV series, he's just dopey, isn't he? He's just lovable. <laughs> right. Dopey. Yeah. And so I love- yeah, he's like a golden retriever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, I think, it, to be honest, it's the main ones um, for me. Um, yeah. I like seeing, I like all of them, really. That they, they all add something different, I think. Yeah. Uh, I remember initially not getting, and I didn't even want to get Supergirl, the character, because I felt like it was a, um, I felt like it was kind of hacky to have somebody else come from the planet where only one person survived. Mm. So I, I was like, ah, come on, that's kind of the same thing about like going back and uh, changing who killed Batman or whatever. Like I'm always about a little bit iffy on that stuff. But that mythos, all of it, the Superman family mythos, the, the House of L, um, all of that is is 
intrinsically done. They they really have done that well. Yeah. I even find myself liking things like crypto. Like crypto is oh, the best. <laughs> he's the, he, he's awesome. Uh, and we actually have a live app to action crypto now with Titans, yeah. which is pretty damn cool. Yeah. When so, I saw the trailer, uh, yeah. I saw the clip of um. Well, I think I think they showed it was the last episode of the fi- of the first series, and they showed yes. his eyes lighting up when he was locked in the cage, and I lost yeah. my. Sh- cool <laughs> I, I lost it <laughs> i love crypto i think he's so under underrated underused underappreciated and i know he's a dog with superpowers it's ridiculous but i don't care i love him it, it's great it's fantastic he's the best dog and there's also yeah, he's, he's... a super cat and a super horse as well so you know yes there's they're supposed to be making a super pets or something uh yeah film um, or something aren't they yeah some sort of I can't remember the name. I think it is DC Super Pets. Um, it's like an animated right. thing, which, yeah, I'm definitely going to watch it. I love stuff like that. Right. I don't understand why they keep moving Man of Steel 2 on the on the schedule. I don't understand why that's not a priority, but I don't make the rules yeah. over there. I can just say that I, don't, I do not get uh, what's happening there. I'm a little bit worried, uh, and I definitely was last year when um, the announcement came out about how much batman content we were getting <laughs> how much different batman movies uh um spin off we have we're at the point literally where we're making uh movies about the villains of batman yeah you know yeah um and so and so like if we're at that point but we haven't hit man of steel 2 yet i feel like that's an issue but um looking forward full transparency and you know don't hate me but not the biggest fan of the man of steel film mm-hmm. but uh, for those out there like myself who may not love it, what can you say makes that Man of Steel, that first Man of Steel, uh, a quintessential Superman film for you? Like, what makes Henry Cavill your Superman? You just, well, first of all, you can just tell how much he loves the character and how much he respects the character. And that's not necessarily the film itself. That's kind of him as a person more so. Yes. I, I love Man of Steel because it, it's so realistic and it there's a lot of people especially the people that I speak to that aren't necessarily interested in Superman they're kind of they'll say Superman's cheesy he's tacky he's, it's ridiculous it's like you said too optimistic um this re- that film really brought Superman down to earth so that I think if Superman were to be real that's exactly what he would be like yeah um, my my only issue, I think, with the film, and I, I've gone on great lengths about it. I just I don't like the characterization of Pa Kent. Mm. <laughs> That's literally it. I think Henry Cavill does a great job. I think the the scale and scope of of all the actions amazing. I think um, Michael Shannon kills it. Yeah, as odd, like he really brings this amazing. level of intensity and and like duty and purpose. Yeah, uh, to to that, um, the the scenes of young Clark figuring out his powers i think are really really good yeah I love um you know what is it a uh, picture an island swim to it yeah stuff like that really really uh touching stuff about that um and i i guess my um my issue with the film in regards to this the full scope of everything that's going on now with dc and the dceu is that um because it, it was a little bit darker than most interpretations I felt like DC felt like they had to make everything else even more darker, uh, which was kind of weird. Um, and now, instead of Man of Steel 2, as we were supposed to have 
um, in 2000, I want to say 16, we get Batman versus Superman. Um, do you remember hearing that that was a change? Did you ever know that that was a change? That they changed it from Man of Steel to, to Batman versus Superman? And what do you think of, of that film and its portrayal of Superman? Um, sorry, going back to Man of Steel, there's one bit in the film that I didn't like, but I understand why they did it. And that's when they let, well, when he lets his dad, um, John Kent, die in the tornado. <laughs> Uh, right yeah you're right <laughs> that is yeah that's a I have a problem with that as well um but yeah um Batman Superman I didn't I don't think I knew that it was going to be Man of Steel 2 but now okay. tell me that I'm even more good <laughs> that is not <laughs> <laughs> um but I love Batman Superman it's I think it's really good there's so many really good moments I don't particularly like the Martha moment I think there are right. a lot of things well there's just so many different options that could have so, if you were trying to get there, there were other routes to take yeah. if you wanted to go there. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um yeah. but other than that, I I like it. I like the I think so what I think should have happened, I think it should have been Man of Steel, Man of Steel 2, Batman, and then Batman Superman. Um yeah. because well, we're we're introduced to Batman, but we're kind of just thrown in and, and it's kind of relying on the fact that people know the Batman, the whole Batman thing, if that which I feel like is incredibly like that's really irresponsible in my opinion to just be like ah oh, you know that Superman movie did well but I don't know if another one will do well we'll just throw Batman in it <laughs> do you want to explain yeah. like every no everyone knows it they should they, they should all know what yeah. what it is that's, yeah that's uh, I, how it feels like I suppose but there are so many yeah like I said there are so many good moments in there um like Wonder Woman's introduction that is possibly my favorite superhero entrance of all time and that music is incredible yes, it is. but yeah I, I like the film um especially the extended um extended version over the the standard yeah. one but yeah i love it you we also get those um moments where like the visuals are always amazing. I could say that about Zack Snyder. Like some of those shots of Superman just in the air, yeah. like uh, you know, um, where it's just his silhouette and the sun is behind him. Really, really beautiful stuff. Yeah. Um, do you have an? Uh, I, I guess I didn't ask this. Do you have a preference when it comes to Superman composers? Uh, we had um, Hans Zimmer kill it on Man of Steel. I think that's like i think that's like half of the film in all honesty i love yeah. the score and scope of of han zimmer's score for that but obviously we have john williams who defined an entire um era of superman do you sit either on either side of that fence i'm a han zimmer girl i think um yeah but i do yeah. love the um the john williams score as well but i think this is going back to the same kind of argument as the Christopher Reeve versus any other Superman as well. So, yes, the John Williams score is iconic and it's a classic, but there's room for something different. And the Hans Zimmer theme or score is completely different to the John Williams one. And they both have their own strengths. Um, and I think, imagine if it was the other way around and the Hans Zimmer music was on Chris... Um, Say Christopher the movie, yeah. Superman the movie, <laughs> Christopher the movie. <laughs> um, I like that. Vice versa. So I think it it just wouldn't. It, it, I don't think that would work now. 
you know, and with, with the way you, you're talking now, you actually are turning, you're, 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 you're changing my mind about a couple of things. Because what you're, what you're ultimately saying is it's better to take a swing than not swing at all. And even if, you know, things may fall short, different interpretations may fall short, the world is big enough for multiple interpretations okay. of Superman, multiple, you know, themes, multiple appearances. Um, and uh, what a tragedy it would have been if Hans Zimmer said, you know what? No, the John Williams score is great. There's nothing else we can change. You know, we would be, we wouldn't have that iconic moment of flight in Man of Steel, which is one of the best, I think, yeah. superhero scenes ever yeah. of all time. That's my favorite is... Man of Steel, actually. Um, but I, I went to see, um, I think it was the London, I don't know, Philharmonic. Oh, the harmonic. Yeah, right. The Philharmonic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I know what you're saying. I can't remember what it is. Yeah. Let me um, see. But yeah. yeah, I went. I went to see that, but the um, they were playing John Williams' music versus Hans Zimmer's music. So it was it, it was uh-huh. called Williams versus Zimmer. Um, and they played, well, they pretty much played everything, and then they hadn't played the Superman songs, and I was like. That's what I came for. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you doing? You're like doing Pirates of the Caribbean for a half an hour. <laughs> Give me my Superman. Um, and then they played the John Williams Superman film, and I got goose uh, Superman film Superman music, and I got goosebumps from like the um, is it the Mar- Superman March? Um, yeah. Song. I got goosebumps, and I was like on the verge. I was about to cry. Like it was that amazing. Um, it's emotional. Yeah, it's yeah. it's a call to action. Then they play at the very end. Uh, I was fuming. I was like, they haven't played any music from. <laughs> and then they played "Flight" at the end, and oh, I cried my eyes out. It was amazing. Yeah, that—that's when I realized how much I appreciated the Zimmer version or well, Zimmer music for the Superman films. Yeah, that motif is is beautiful. How they're able to have it. There's a version of it was an intense amount of urgency and big drums, and you know. Um, big instruments and then there's really quiet moments mm. where he's uh more you know to himself and it's more of a piano motif of the same chords but you know way softer and it's supposed to show those two sides of him this incredibly yeah. uh soft and kind side and then this other one that has to sort of get his hands dirty on occasion okay. uh which i think was was really interesting um they did some- i've seen you posting about it oh go ahead I was gonna say oh, there was something on DC Fandom about um, the music for the film, um, and I yes. didn't know this, but Pharrell Williams did some of the drums for for the um, for the soundtrack, which I thought. Was oh wow, that's pretty damn cool. Yeah, I think they got like twelve drummers in a room together, and they all played together, and Pharrell Williams was one of them. There's a there's a Hans Zimmer. I'm oh, sorry. There's a John Williams note that I'm going to make uh, in a bit. Uh, let me see if I wrote it. Down. Yes. Okay. So, um, but I, I've seen you posting about it. I know you're excited about it. Cavill's coming back. We got him back for the Snyder Cut at the very least. No one's talking any other big plans. I know there was initial talks about a Matthew Vaughn Superman movie. Yeah. Uh, there was talks now, like what people, I think the current scuttlebutt is J.J. Abrams mm-hmm. might be doing some sort of Superman something. Um, but just what, what we know, um, are you excited for Henry Cavill's return uh, in Justice League? Do you, how do you feel that character was handled in Justice League? And were you a release the Snyder Cut acolyte? Oh, um, that's a lot of questions. Um, <laughs> it is a lot of questions. I, 
I remember going to see Justice League at midnight with my cousin. I was really excited. Um, and there are some really good moments in, in the film um, to do with Superman. I particularly like the part where, well, I think the main part that I love is where he comes back and basically beats the crap out of the just... <laughs> Bite of himself. <laughs> so good. Um, but yeah, I think there are parts of his portrayal, not... Henry Cavill, um, the portrayal in Justice League, where it was they had like the one-liners, which I think was mostly when he was fighting Steppenwolf. Steppenwolf, like he literally just came in, punched him, and it's done. Like, yep. I think yeah. they, uh, what's the word? I, they played towards the the whole overpower, overpowering thing. So the Justice League had struggled for the whole film to stop this guy, and then Superman came <laughs> right. gave him one punch, and do you know what I mean? Yeah, that kind of thing, um, and obviously you had the terrible CGI, which was awful. <laughs> um, right. Without that bad CGI, that moment in the very beginning could be a very heartwarming moment. Yeah, where he's talking to those children about hope being like your keys. You know, you always just know where it is, exactly. but you can't you can't fully immerse yourself because you're looking at his mouth and you're like, what's going on? <laughs> what's going on there? Um, when people started getting mad about it and saying, well, no, that you know, Snyder had a vision. Um, do you, do you know what side you were on at that point? Were you hoping that there would be a cut? Yeah. So when, obviously when you see the film, I thought, I admit, I thought that was it. Like, it, right. Like they as, mo- as most films are, right? Like yeah. you go and see it. You're not like, hey, I know there's another cut of that somewhere. That's better. <laughs> yeah. Um. I just thought that was it, and I didn't realize that there was this whole other thing, which which obviously turned out to be the Snyder cut. Um. I I didn't know that was a thing. Um. So yeah, I admit I thought that was it, and then when I saw all the campaigning on Twitter and things, I thought, hmm, isn't? I admit I I thought no, nah, it's never going to happen. Um. So I. I think I tweeted, I tweeted a few times, but nowhere near as relentless as the people that actually really did make it happen. Um, right. But I'm, yeah, I take my hats off to them. I'm so glad that they did because I think we're going to get something like really, really, really special now. And I feel like if this does well, which I know it will, um, it's going to reopen up this whole DC universe that we currently have rather than rebooting it. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's so weird because um, I find myself more and more a DC fan as I as I read comics. I just like the interconnectivity um, of the brand, and as an also an Arrowverse fan, they seem to have seamlessly seamlessly incorporated that method and that model there. It's so frustrating that they haven't been able to capitalize on the silver screen. Yeah, in my opinion, I feel like there's so much potential. And there's so many great stories, but you can't tell those stories without a foundation. And I feel like one of the problems with the DCEU was they did what us early comic readers do, which is grab the most popular stories off the shelf, right? Mm -hmm. And then they just shove them all together and then they put it out. There's no reason in the world why the second appearance of your Superman has to have the death of Superman in it, right? Like that seems a little crazy at that point. And in that same film that you're doing Death of Superman, you're also doing um, The Dark Knight Returns with uh, Batman versus Superman in it. Uh, you're also introducing Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. Then you're also introducing Lex Luthor while also introducing the Justice League. 
like give my man Superman some time to breathe. Like give him some, <laughs> give yeah, him some room. That's, that's, that's uh, what I mean, like they should have done. Well, there should have been at least sort of two films in between Man of Steel and Batman Superman for me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if they were to do a Man of Steel two, is do, 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 like, are there any villains you think are haven't been getting their just due? Brainiac. Um, Brainiac. Brainiac for sure. Um, but it depends how. If I were to make a Superman film now, not necessarily Man of Steel 2, because I think you kind of need to stick within that, what they've already sort of created for it to make sense. Um, right. Rather than just go off on a complete tangent and just introduce loads and loads of different um, <laughs> right. villains. Um, so I'd love to see a, a Superman film with Brainiac. Um, but I, I want to see more of Mixie. I love Mixie. And I know he's ridiculous. I can imagine him probably being one of the hardest characters to make into or to put into a film and to make sort of I don't know I can just imagine it being really difficult and I know they took a stab at it on Supergirl um but yeah I don't like those mixes <laughs> did you I was gonna ask you that too I guess how do you feel about uh there was a lot of talk when Arrow came out right mm -hmm. um and, and Arrow was on for eight seasons but a lot of the criticism towards Arrow was that the main reason why it was interesting was it was basically taking Batman stories and attributed <laughs> to Green Arrow um did you have any of that aversion with all the Superman stories in Supergirl like how do you feel about that character yeah um and what I predicted has actually already happened so I I like the super I love um Melissa as Supergirl. I love all the characters that are in Supergirl. Um yeah. but like I said, they they take all the Superman stories. They did Red Sun and changed it to Red Daughter. They've they've done they've done lots of Superman <laughs> stories and they've introduced yeah. the Superman characters. So you've already got Lex Luthor in there. Um you've got James Olsen. Um there's just all these characters that you would associate with Superman in Supergirl already. So I questioned, like, what are they going to do when it comes to the Superman series? Because you've got Super Superman and Lois starting in February. Um, right. They've already taken, like, the main stories from... Well, the main stories that I would put in into a Superman TV series, and they've already used it. So I said, what are they going to do with um, the Superman series? And they've already introduced a character that is well-known with well well known in the Supergirl which is a Supergirl villain um, so they've introduced right. the character I can't remember the name of the character I admit um, but they've introduced a character <laughs> from Supergirl comics and it's just I don't I don't really know what they're going to do right right then they get that that series ends this next year right if yeah. I'm not mistaken Supergirl yeah um, they'll be they'll be wrapping that up so it'll be interesting to see what kind of bow they can put on that but um it's interesting, you know, you, you start this journey um, in collecting and comics and fandom with Superman with uh, this show about, you know, ostensibly Superman and Lois Lane. And now, 2021, <laughs> we're actually going to have a show called Superman and Lois Lane. Like, that's, that's I think that's incredibly cool yeah. that we, we've, things have come back around. What are your thoughts on Tyler Hoechlin and Betsy? Tulik in those roles because those are very iconic roles um you've seen so many different versions of this iconic couple where do you think this this version sits i know it's a bit early we don't have that much on them but uh, as a fan what what feelings do you get when you see them on screen as a fan i'm excited to see i'm just excited at the fact that there is 
something on TV that's brand new that's going to be Superman, well, f- focused around Superman and Lois Lane, not just Superman. Um, I think I don't think I've seen enough of the pair as the characters to sort of judge what I think or how I think they're going to do. Um, but I feel like right. so in this one, they've got two, two sons. Um, so I'm hoping that it's going to kind of be an extension of Lois and Clark, where it's kind of, because in Lois and Clark, I think, in one of the final issue, um, issues episodes, they got married um, and we're talking about having kids and then it just kind of ended. Okay. Um, so I'm hoping that it's kind of a follow-on to that or to the way that those characters were. Um, yeah. But I don't really know what to expect, to be honest, because I think with the Arrowverse and the DC TV um shows they are incredibly cheesy and when you watch yes <laughs> when you watch an episode and i think i'm particularly talking about i think it was crisis uh was it crisis what was the other crossover the first crossover event I can't remember. the first oh you're talking about the book of destiny with the uh the, ah, elseworld yes yeah so elseworld i watched that and when i watched it it was fine um and right then, so, <laughs> it was fine it was just fine that was the one that introduced batwoman if i'm not mistaken yeah yeah um yeah. and I, I saw someone post a clip i think it was the bit where lois has the book um and uh tyler's in in the black suit i think and that's yeah, mad. yeah um, that makes sense yeah and it when you watch it when you watch it on its own just at that moment it's terrible um, <laughs> I believe it. Really, I believe you. It kind of I, it made me think. Like, did I actually watch? Did I actually watch that already? Um, but right. yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to expect. But I hope that they. I really hope they do it justice. And I know that they're, they're both putting their all into it because they're all like sharing across social media, and they're both really excited to be in this whole fandom thing. Which, first of all, that's great because if you're not excited, then you're not going to give it your all, your all, um, and you don't really care about yeah. it. So it's clear that they do. So I think they're going to do a good job, but it's too early to say. I, I find that very similarly, we were talking earlier about Brandon Routh um, and my, you know, um, assumption that he probably got the role because he resembles Christopher Reeves. Mm. I believe that's why Bitsy got the role as Lois. I think she kind of has resemblance to Margot Kidder. Yeah. Um, And they have a moment in crisis where she bumps into Brandon Rouse Superman. Mm, yeah. And they play the old John Williams, Lois and Lane, Lois Lane and Clark Kent score. And I almost cried. I was like, this is this is amazing. It's it's a it's a modern version of something I know and I, I, that feels real, that feels comfortable. Yeah. Like I love that love story. I love those two together. Yeah. And even though it's a different Lois and a different Superman, you know, that that weird um uh, 80s, you know, grain on the TV, and then having um, them resemble Reeves and Margot. Yeah, I was like, this is this is perfect. They really nailed um, the fan. Um, what do they call that? Fan. When they make the fans happy, <laughs> I can't remember what it's called. Um, uh, but they really nailed all the all of that. Like. Um, the Smallville stuff, John Cryer. John Cryer is killing it as Lex Luthor, and you interviewed the man. Yeah. How was that? That was amazing. Um, I, I wasn't even expecting it. I think um, Ruben, um, someone that follows me and I follow him on Twitter, he, I think I had just inter- 
I can't remember what it was. I think I just announced, I shared a picture after he had just been announced as Lex Luthor or it was after I had interviewed someone and I shared it and then he, this guy Ruben had po- replied to it and said, and tagged loads of celebrities in it saying, hey, what about, um, can uh, Tasman interview you? She's a big Superman fan, blah, blah, blah. And he was the only one that replied and he said, well, he replied with, what have I got to do to get an interview, Tasman? And I was like, whoa. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. That's so awesome. Um, but he's lovely. He's really nice. How was that announcement to you? Was that a yay or a, uh, like when you find out John Cryer is Lex Luthor? Yeah, I, I, I admit I didn't. Re- I've never really watched um, Two and a Half Men, and I only kind of knew me him either. From, <laughs> I only kind of knew him from um, when he was Lenny Luther. So I, I loved the fact that, like you said before, where they're bringing, they're keeping the the characters that had something to do with Superman so close to it. Yeah, yeah, because Dean Cain was Supergirl's father. Yeah, I think, and I think Supergirl's mother was the other Supergirl. Yeah, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, yeah. Yeah. Uh, her right her girl's Kryptonian mom was Lois Lane from Smallville as well. Oh, like I said, they they just kill it. The fan service, <laughs> the it. fan yeah. service. I figured it out. I got it. I got it out. Uh, it's the fan service. And speaking of having fans and trying to give the best content to your fans, I know you have your own yeah. website aspiringkryptonian.com where you post comic reviews insights on your collections and i see you have your own team over there did you want to give them a shout out and explain to the folks at home what goes on on the sites yes so yeah shout out to my team ashley and evan and they pretty much do a majority of the comic reviews um on the site i kind of jump in and do the odd one or if they can't cover one i'll do that Uh, um but yeah we just share any sort of superman news um, obviously updates on my collection and I think I'm doing a I say I think I am doing a um, sort of a YouTube series where I'm, you can see me going through the collection to figure out what's going to go on display and then once I get the Superman museum up and running it will sort of go through the process of putting that together um, okay. so it's just a load of different Superman things really um, but mostly comic reviews on there to be honest yeah how do you how do you how do you amass a team like that were there just other Superman fans that you bumped into? Um, how, how does that come together? I've met them both online. I I didn't know them personally oh, wow. um, before. Um, Ashley, I met. Well, I met him on Twitter, um, and mm-hmm. we just started talking. And then I think I met him at Comic Con a couple of times, um, and we just got on really well. And he, I think he had been sharing his own sort of mini reviews or YouTube um, bits and bobs. So I, I knew that he was interested in comics. So I just kind of went straight out and asked him if he, if he wanted to, to review Superman comics for the site. And gladly he, he um, well, I say gladly, thankfully he, <laughs> um, um, but he's been, he's been writing for, for the site a couple of years now. Um, and we've only just got Evan in um, to cover. Evan basically covers the, Superboy or the extended Superman family comics. So okay. At the minute, it's it's Legion of um, Legion of Superheroes and Young Justice at the moment that he's doing. Ah, um, getting all your bases covered. Are, are, should we expect any Superman and Lois talk? Yep. Yeah, um, 
yeah, I'd, we haven't really made any plans as to what we're going to do yet, but I'd probably do a review for each episode, um, as in what okay. it is, hopefully. Um, but yeah, we'll see, depending on, well, it depends what it's like, I guess, and what sort of content <laughs> from it. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. Uh, we have, it looks like a lot of, we have a lot of stuff on the horizon for 2021 uh, in regards to DC. What are some of the things that you're excited for? You know, we have, like I said, uh, Superman and Lois, the Batman um, it, film should be coming out. We have a new Batwoman uh, loving uh, Javika Leslie. I hope I'm saying that right. Javika Leslie. Um, so we got a brand new Batwoman on, on the scene. Uh, Supergirl is uh, shutting down. What are you excited for for next year when it comes to DC Comics and those characters? I'm going to say Wonder Woman 84 because it's it's definitely going to be pushed back oh. again. Um, <laughs> because there's, there's... I I really like I'm really sitting on that thing. It's it feels so weird yeah. that the movie's been done for so long and we yeah. just haven't seen it. It no. feels very very weird, like eternally. But Something I, just feels wrong. I don't want them to. I feel like at a point they're going to kind of just be like, oh, it's, it's here it is on digital. I know Patty um, has said numerous times, no, it's it's going out in cinemas. And I really hope it does. And to be honest, even though um, each and every time they push it back, I'm really sad. I'm glad because I, I want to watch it in the full experience. I want to watch it in the cinema. Yeah. Yeah. It, it deserves to be. That first movie yeah. was amazing. It was amazing. Um, that's the And it's kind of... That's the, I guess, bittersweet pill when it comes to the DCEU movies is like when they do things like Wonder Woman, it shows that they have the ability to do things like that. Yeah. So when they do something that falls short, I get a little bit upset because <laughs> I'm like, it, it, I don't think it's that hard to be up. Uh, that, that, that was going to sound incredibly um, <laughs> arrogant. I was going to say, I don't think it's that hard to be hopeful, <laughs> but I, but you get what I mean, right? Like the yeah. sentiment I feel like is more universal yeah. than people know. People are constantly trying to find a way to commercialize and sell optimism and hope. And I feel like it's a way more human and it's way more, you know, normal and way more widespread than people uh, believe, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm definitely looking forward to the Batman. Uh, don't know much about it yet, but I mean, Batman movies, I feel like are, they, they're very rarely fail. Yeah. Um, which is why I think I, I cradle Superman so much. <laughs> I, I, I hold him like he's a, a small child because I feel like the public persona of him is a bit frail. Mm. so i'm defending him i find myself defending him at times and and you know getting a bit like i said when i find a medium that i don't really feel like uh you know shows off the best aspects of the character um i i I get a little bit uh confrontational about it because um i do think that his portrayal is important especially in this modern era Mm -hmm. um and it, it it takes people um, I, I liken it to Captain America again. When I first saw that character, I thought I figured out everything about him. Yeah. He's a guy who walks around with an American flag uh, <laughs> shield. It's pretty pretty cut and dry. Yeah. Um, but when you when you peel back the layers, um, some of the things that you may perceive as as corny are more old fashioned, right? Or some of the things that you may perceive as a little bit uh, too an- anachronistic are more down home uh, to certain people, yeah. and. There's a there's a charm in that. I remember in doing the research, I found out that uh, David S. Goyer, who wrote, who helped write Man of Steel, mm-hmm. he said that he didn't want Superman calling his parents Ma and Pa Kent, like Ma and Pa, because yeah. it it's um, anachronistic. And I'm like, that's still very like 
Southern. Like that that still totally could work. Like there's something endearing about still calling your ma ma at 30, you know, 30 years old with superpowers and stuff. Um, but uh hopefully with the future that we get, we're getting a new Superman, right? We're getting John in comics next year, I believe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh yeah, it's gonna be the new Superman. But I think yeah. it's just this is a time it's, it's not it's time limited. It's not. Yes. It's, it's going to be brief. Yeah. I think. Um, and initially, they wanted to do that uh, 5G thing, which I think would probably have been more permanent. But I think they're testing the waters with this future state stuff. Yeah. Um, I'm yeah. excited, though, because it's. Well, we're getting Nubia, which we've um, got. An- I saw was announced yesterday um, as Wonder Woman, and obviously yes. um, Yara Floor as well. So there's going to be loads of changes. Um, so I'm excited. I'm excited for for um, uh, Future State. Yes, I cannot wait. Um, what book are you looking forward to the most in Future State? You could only if you could only get one. <laughs> oh, um, I think Superman, Wonder Woman. Um, yeah, but also I can't remember the. Is it Superman? Oh, what is it? Um, I can't remember, but on the cover, he's like dressed as John Carter and he's like fighting some monsters. Oh, it's um, like Superman End of the Earth or something, End of the World, End of Worlds or something like that. So, End of Worlds, yeah, that one. I'm intrigued yeah. by that because just by the cover. Um, but I'm sure it's, I'm sure they're all going to be good. Um, Imperious Lex sounds a lot like a dinosaur. Um, but yes, yes. <laughs> Um, but I'm excited for that as well. I, I love Lex. Well, it's just an iconic Superman villain. Right. He was. He had a very interesting turn as a superhero uh, when he was Super Lex and he had yeah. the suit. Um, getting behind that version of him. And like I said, all these characters that you think would just be caricatures at this point. It's been almost 100 years. <laughs> We're 20 years away from it reaching 100 years with Superman. Um, and you would think that a lot of these things would be old hat, but like I said, all it takes is good creators to um, un- unveil different hidden layers to these characters and endear them to a whole subset of fans. Um, and takes people like you who love the medium so much that they're willing to spread that love to other people, connect other people through that fandom. Um, another slightly personal question, but I, you know, pie in the sky. Um, are you going to introduce your children to Superman? Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. They have no choice. Um, <laughs> we, me and my partner, we had all, we've already agreed on names for kids if they're a boy or girl, and that they're both Superman related. So it's definitely That's awesome. be pushed on them whether they like it or not. Um, <laughs> but I, I guarantee now because I'm going to push it so much, they're going to be like Batman fans or something, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> The ultimate slap but <laughs> oh my god how, how dare you don't bring that symbol in this house <laughs> you know what that means here <laughs> oh man oh oh this has been absolutely fantastic uh uh it's halloween currently uh going on things uh, a little bit bump in the night um but i had to get this interview down we just finished our 150th episode last week um and so i wanted to start something new and fresh with this and i knew you were tackling a lot of things on your end so i want to thank you first and foremost for having the time to come out and do this no problem uh this was incredibly fun um 
we are hopefully we're able to talk more Superman stuff when more Superman stuff drops. Yeah. Uh, the good thing about it is with 150 episodes of this podcast, there have been several Superman uh, episodes. Um, don't listen to episode 50, Tasman, if you don't want to get upset. I was a little bit. I was a little bit. The reason why I know that number off the top of my head is I was a little bit perturbed. And I went on a Man of Steel rant. <laughs> so there's an entire episode of me just basically saying, like, why couldn't Pa can't be more optimistic? But um, uh, besides that, we've covered, uh, um, like I said, uh, Superman. For the man who has everything, we've covered Superman versus the Elite. We covered Action Comics 1000, um, Detective Comics 1000, uh, all these other big things. We've had to change a lot of our schedule because we often do movie releases and the home video releases and there's not a lot of that happening right now at the moment so so it's been it's been kind of challenging but also rewarding to to switch up uh the content that we provide here uh but first and foremost um this entire this podcast comic book click was always intended to be something that brought people together in this really silly and amazing and uh, inspiring and incredibly goofy medium uh, called comic books. And I think we got a little bit closer, especially today uh, with that mission there. But if you guys want, uh, go to comicbookclick.com to see every single episode of the Major Issues podcast, including articles written by us. Our shop at Public is also there. And you could also read about every single member of the Click, those who uh, co-host the podcast and write the articles there. Um, the Major Issues podcast is available wherever podcasts are found, but you know that because you're listening to this. <laughs> but in case you want to check out the other places you can get it, that's Podbean, uh, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, the Apple Podcast app, uh, Google Podcast, TuneFind, YouTube, Spotify, and iHeart. I think I got all of those there. <laughs> It's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot of stuff. Uh, uh, so get on there. But just like this conversation that we had today, this very amazing and super conversation that we've had, we want you guys to join the conversation. So reach out to us across all social media at facebook.com slash comic book click, Instagram at comic book click, or use the hashtag comic book click to talk about the newest, hottest, latest, and greatest things to come to comic books and comic book media. We're also at Major Issues CBC on Twitter, where we post our updates for episodes, some news, and some funny memes uh, that has been going uh, quite steadily. Um, would you like to give out your social media contacts for the fine people at home? Sure. Um, Twitter is Aspiring Crypto um, and pretty much everything else, Facebook, Instagram, uh, I'm trying to think what else, YouTube, and the website is The Aspiring Kryptonian. Awesome. Awesome. And I will put those links also in the show notes, uh, including a link to theaspiringcryptonian.com. You got to check out uh, these reviews. You got to check out the collection. It's some amazing stuff, uh, some incredibly interesting stuff, but all stuff from a true fan, which is uh, what you absolutely love to see. Um, lastly, if you could do us a favor for free, rate and review us on iTunes. It's the quickest way we can grow as podcasters and find out what you like and what you don't like. Um, the thing is, I've been to the future where we do become the latest and greatest thing to come to comic books, comic book media. But Tasman, I can't tell you how that happens or else it doesn't come true. Right. So I have to hope that everyone just jumps on the bandwagon before it gets full. Reserve a seat. Sit down with the click. Sit down with the aspiring Kryptonian and let's have a chat because uh, that's what we are here to do. 
Um, but my name is George Serrano, aka the Don. I am uh here with the amazing aspiring Kryptonian Tasman. And this has been our aspiring Kryptonian interview of sorts. <laughs> Thank you so much uh for being on the show. No problem. It was fun. I'm always happy to speak to a fellow Superman fan. Yes, yes. And hopefully we shall do this again. But remember, whether or not you were born on a planet that disappeared, whether you have heat vision, whether you have frost breath, whether you are the last son of Krypton or the big blue Boy Scout, remember Superman's for all of us. Remember, we are the clique. And always remember that you, yes, you are worthy. 